0: Welcome back here to Wake of Call with Dan Tortora. Happy to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And I am here picture in picture with Dante Bacchier, the wide receiver, 2025 incoming for college football. And he is currently at my alma mater of Christian Brothers Academy in Syracuse, New York. Him and I have the same haircut. You just can't see mine because there's a little bit of light on this side. But uh, Dante Bacchier here with us, wide receiver for Christian Brothers Academy. And like I said, a 2025 prospect for college football. Dante, how you doing?
1: Yeah, how are you?
0: I'm doing very well. And, And Dante, you know, first and foremost, congratulations on being a part of a team that just celebrated a 2023 New York State title in high school football. Big time congratulations on that.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. How was it? How was the experience for you? How I mean, you're you're one of the younger guys in this. You got a couple of years to go, so you know some of the guys for the 2021 New York State title team, back on the 2023 team. You're one of the the younger guys here on the squad. So how did you experience this and kind of go through it uh, personally when it comes to this run in 2023?
1: Yeah, it was it was great because I was I wasn't on the 2021 team that won the state, but I I, I was at, at CBA when they won. It was it was definitely cool, and I I, I, w- I wanted to win one since I knew that we could with all the star players, all the great athletes that we have on our team. But when we won that, it was it was it was a great feeling because we we all worked so hard to get there. We all uh, we were there practicing lifting for almost a year before that. It was really really a great moment to see that all our hard work paid off.
0: Like you said, not part of the 2021 team. What did the guys tell you about 2021? Did they reflect on it at all going through this run in 2023 saying, this is what we learned from it, this is what it takes? Was there any conversation about building off of that or, or was there no conversation on the past?
1: Um. There wasn't really a conversation like we 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 know we know we wanted to win a double a title, but I I think it's just different because the competition is just a little bit more difficult in the double a. So I I know a couple of my friends and teammates, they they definitely said it it felt better winning at the higher level, but it's still it was still a great feeling for both.
0: Yeah. So you had this opportunity. You you were talking about twenty twenty one was in class A and 2023 Mm -hmm. in Class AA. So you get to be a part of this. You're part of a receiving core that features a ton of guys, including Syair Torrance as well as Darian Williams this season. There's been some awesome guys that have come through in recent history. Uh, What have you taken away from the receiving core and working with the guys that you're working with at CBA?
1: Um, I think it's really just like we each push each other to be better every day because i don't think if it wasn't for them i'd be in this position because i always have to have to try to work harder than them so we so that's that's what i would say yeah
0: you say you wouldn't be in the position without them because you feel like you you always have to work harder why do you feel like you always have to put in uh heart and that much more work so to speak
1: um just because I don't, I don't think i you would be i would be in the starting position because there's always people working harder below me if I wasn't working hard enough to be where I am.
0: Being where you are, let's go back. Let's, let's, you know, take some time to kind of jump in the, uh, in the DeLorean is what I would call it. If you go back to, Do you know Back to the Future or no?
1: Yeah, I do. I've watched a couple of the movies.
0: Thank God, Dante. Thank God. Because <laughs> that would have really hurt my heart if you didn't. So, so let's get in the DeLorean. Let's go back in time. Do you remember your first football moment when you really were like, hey, I like this thing. I think I think I think this is something that I might have to do.
1: Like like my first What do you mean by that? Like
0: Like your first your first memory of football and they could be two different things. Your first memory of being on the field playing and then the the first moment that you realize I think that this could really be something for me
1: for my future. I think that the moment I really realized I liked football was because I, I didn't, I never played pop water too. And I started in seventh or eighth grade at Oneida. I, I wasn't in CBA yet. So, and I, I came to CBA at ninth. So yeah, I think that's what made me, I think I, that's when I knew I loved the sport, but um, I think I, when I knew I was, I was getting really good at the sport was actually over this past summer when I started working with my coach, Bruce, and going to the camps. I I, uh, I, I was doing really good. That's, how, that's all I have to say.
0: like you said i mean coming coming into cba and and not having been there before for a little bit of time why did you want to come to christian brothers academy what was it about that because i mean obviously if you're going to a public school you go to the school in your area but at christian brothers academy it's a school where there are people from all over and you have the opportunity to uh, really get a unique education which which i obviously know uh, what that's Mm -hmm. all about and whatnot why CBA? Why did you and your family make the decision for you to go over to CBA?
1: Well, there's a couple of reasons. I think one of the main ones was for the education because at the time I didn't really think football was going to be that much of a serious thing for me. But I think that another reason of why is I'm pretty sure you know who Riley Dixon is, right? Yeah, he, he's actually in the summer, he's my. He's one of my neighbors and he's best friends with my stepbrother and I see him all the time and he always talked to me about CBA and that's probably one of the ways that I really, that's really how I found out about CBA, but then I, my parents looked into it more and yeah.
0: So Riley Dixon just promoting this thing to you over time, what did he say about Christian Brothers Academy? You know, when you said I found out about it, about Riley Dixon, you know, he's promoting it and whatnot. What was his push? What was his selling point what what did he say about the school?
1: he I think his his main point was how definitely the education, but it was just how everyone is connected and it's not like public schools where it's like there's like groups of people that like other people. I think CBA is just like one like big family I think, and that's what he liked about CBA most.
0: Riley Dixon, a punter, went to Syracuse uh, after going to Syracuse, has since been in the NFL. I've spent time with him, uh, with him in the NFL, have interviewed him there. He's been with the Giants. He's been with the Broncos. What does that mean to you, that the guy that was talking to you about going to Christian Brothers Academy is now in the National Football League and has stayed in the National Football League?
1: Yeah, I I think that it's a pretty big deal to know someone that's in the National Football League. but. For him to know me on like a more personal level, that I think that's what really made me want to go there. Because I knew him when he was at Syracuse. It was before he went to um, the NFL. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: So how would you describe Riley Dixon? As somebody who's never met him before, how would you mm-hmm. describe his personality?
1: Oh, I, I think if you like just met him as a human being, you wouldn't even know he's in the NFL. He's just a, such a humble human being. He's the nicest person. I actually go fishing with him sometimes.
0: Who's a better fisherman, you or him?
1: I think he has me. by a little bit.
0: All right. Have you you gone out and fished for a long time in your life? Is it something new that you're doing?
1: Um, I'd say since I was like like 10. I I don't do it a lot. I just do it when I'm like, I have free time. And in the the summer, I don't really like to be cold. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) Did you. What can you say is your favorite fishing moment, your favorite catch, your, you know, whatever it be, when you're out there fishing, do you have a favorite moment?
1: Um, I think it's probably, I I think my best fishing, like, time was I got to go one time in Florida, and that was fun because it's different, it's always warm there, and the fish are different from here.
0: Yeah, the fish are, I think the fish are happier because they're warm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. (laughs) So, you know, you're you're up here, you're in central New York, you come to Christian Brothers Academy, Riley Dixon, a big, you know, selling point here of, of why you should go there. Was it everything that he said it was? Was it better? Was it different? Uh, you know, now that you've experienced CBA, what's it been like?
1: Yeah, I think it, it definitely was everything that he said it was. Because like I said, I, I didn't think I was going to be in this position, but I yeah, I think yeah, I, I think it was really a, a great choice, not just because of football, but just for the education and the connections, all the people I know.
0: You yeah, know, and, and we look at this, uh, you had mentioned, speaking of the connections, the people that you know, the coaching staff that is at Christian Brothers Academy, you're working closely with Bruce mm-hmm. Williams, the offensive coordinator, also the wide receivers coach, your wide receiver. What has it been like to work with Bruce? Why is it special? Why is it unique? What is the Bruce Williams
2: factor?
1: I think the most important thing is because he's been in our place he's played at CBA so he knows what it takes and he's he definitely is he's he's good at motivating us he always pushes us that's an, he's, he's another reason why I, I am where I am today and he's always pushing me and Darian to be better than each other and sire
0: with Sayer moving on, Mm-hmm. How bittersweet is that? I mean, you're the CBA brothers, you're a family, so you're supposed to actually be like brothers. What is it going to be like to have one of your brothers move on? You and Darian have to step up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Have you thought about it? Is there emotion to that? Is, is it a tough thing to kind of stomach with Cy moving on? How, how are you kind of going through the ebb and flow of emotion knowing that you have to step up as a leader? And at the same time, you know, missing one of your brothers who's heading off to college.
1: Yeah. I think it's definitely gonna get be hard at the beginning getting used to it. Not just him, it's gonna be him, Jason and Jameer, three offensive starters. I think that's really gonna be the toughest part. But I do think because I, I I got really close with them over this past season because everything all the hard work we put in together and stuff like that, but it's definitely, I'm definitely going to miss him.
0: What did he teach you?
1: Is there something
0: that Cy has helped you with that that lives on with you today?
1: I think the most, like, he definitely helped with my confidence, because from my sophomore year to my junior year, my confidence went up a lot, and I think it was him and Bruce that really helped me gain my confidence, because, they, really, they told me that it doesn't matter what other people think of you. It's just play how you know you can play and do, do it to the best that you can do it.
0: Did you care about that? I mean, was that something here with Dante Bacchier here with me, a 2025 wide receiver coming from CBA Syracuse? Is is that something that you had to work on, confidence? Did you? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. That was probably the biggest thing that helped my game from my sophomore to junior year because it was really like the constant concentration. I would always try and turn too fast or I'd get nervous when the ball was thrown to me, but now I don't even think about it anymore. It's just I go through the motions, I catch, I catch the ball, I turn and I run. When you look at your
0: game, like you said, uh, you know, not really thinking about that anymore, mental toughness and the mentality of everything, right? When you can prepare for a test, but if you don't think you're gonna be good at it, if you get in your own head and say, you know, I'm a failure, I'm not going to be successful, then then you will fail. If you watch a ton of film and you work out and you run and you do everything you need to do and you say, you know, I'm not a good wide receiver, I'm not going to be able to beat this guy, then you will fail. So how do you stay mentally tough? How do you not care? Because you you brought up a, a great thing, not caring what other people think, not caring what other people say. How do you get to a point of mental toughness? How did you get to where you are today? And what can you say about being a positive voice in your own head?
1: I think even if you do make a little mistake, I think the most important part is not letting it stick in your head. If you do drop something, if you do run the wrong route or if you miss a block, something like that. I think the most important thing is just letting it go. Because you can't you can't rewind, you can't go in the back in the DeLorean, you can't go back and Redo, redo the play. So I think it's the most important thing is just moving on, um, playing, playing hard the next play. And what my coaches, my, what my coach told me is to go one and zero every play. How quickly do you let go of the last play? Well, I think if it, if it's like a drop, I'll be like, I should have caught that. Cause I, most of the time when I drop something, I know what I did wrong. It's either I closed my I, I close my hands too quick, or I turn too fast. And I said, just just look it in next time. And that's that's really it with that. And blocks, I think blocking is really a mental thing. It's because you, if you think the other person's like stronger than you, faster than you, or is he gonna beat you? Obviously, he's gonna beat you because you're not you're not in the right state of mind.
0: Yeah, so I mean and, and you brought up blocking as a wide receiver, there's you know, there's the there's the thought about the wide receiver that you just want to get out there, you want to get the ball, you wanna score, you wanna get in the end zone. But blocking is such a huge part at the overall success of the offense, the overall success of the team. How much do you enjoy blocking? How would you describe yourself as a blocker? I'd love to get that piece of it because you know, there's a lot of receivers that can catch balls, but yeah. there's there's a fewer number of receivers that can catch balls and are willing to put their bodies on the line to try and get the running back farther, the quarterback farther, or break an opportunity for a fellow receiver or tight end. Yeah, I think,
1: I don't say, I, can, I won't say I like blocking, but I don't have a problem with it anymore. I used to be like, oh, I want the ball, I want this, but I, I just thought about it and like, As long as we're doing good as a team, and I know it's like film for me, I think it's blocking. I think it's, in my opinion, it's more important than catching the ball. because, like you said, there's a lot of receivers in this uh, country that can uh, catch the ball. But I think there's only like a select few that can really block and hold the blocks for a while. And I think that's one of the main things that separates me from other uh, receivers and tight ends.
0: Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and this spotlight special with Dante Baccia here with us, a wide receiver 2025 on CBA Syracuse. What is a better feeling for you, scoring your own touchdown or uh-huh. blocking and seeing one of your guys blow by you and scoring a touchdown by the help of your block?
1: I think it depends on the situation. I think if it was like, I think obviously if it was like a game winning touchdown, everyone would want that. But I do think in like a normal game, if it's like a close game and I know I just made the key block, I I think I, I it would feel better making that key block. Because I, I don't think touchdowns are everything in, in the stats. I think it's uh, what you do when you don't get the ball, even, even if that's if you're not blocking. If it's running around and you're open, you don't get the ball. That's one thing that I had to work on too. Who taught
0: you that? Who taught you, hey, touchdowns aren't everything. It's about what you're doing every single play. Who taught you that?
1: I think the two people that taught me that the most are Coach Kaz and Bruce. They told me that it's not not always about getting the ball. It's about being a good teammate and always being there for your teammates and brothers.
0: We talked about Bruce. and Speak with me on Coach Kaz. Just what it is that he's done for you, how he's made you better, and just to go a little bit deeper into that relationship.
1: Um, yeah, I've known him for two years now. I've gotten really close with him too. I think it was him and Bruce are the two that really like saw my potential and told me that I could be what I what I am right now. But I'm they've they've always told me to. Uh, keep working harder to get to a higher point. And I think that's the one thing that I'm always going to uh, keep with me and that I'm always going to work harder. And yeah, that's my relationship with Coach Kaz.
0: Your head coach, Casey Brown, what type of effect has he had on you? What has he done to elevate you, not just as a football player, but as a young man? What would you say about Casey Brown?
1: I think he definitely has had a, a great impact on me. He definitely taught me some. Some good things, football in football and and in, uh, in the real world, he's always when I'm about to meet a coach, he always checks on me and makes sure my shirt is tucked and my tie is tied and my shoes are laced. So yeah, I think that that's what he he teaches me the most is the life skills, just as much as what he teaches us on the football field. You
0: know, I hear a lot about this. Make sure. Your tie is tied. Make sure the shirt's tucked in. Make sure that you are shaking hands in a way that is memorable. Shake hands the right way. Bring me a little bit deeper into that, the importance that this staff puts on the first impression from shaking a hand to looking somebody in the eye to everything you do in those few moments that you have to go just a a little bit more into the CBA way of teaching how to have a first impression.
1: Yeah, our coaches say that you can't redo a first impression. So it's always important to, to, to be presentable and look the best that you can. Cause if you come with your tie loose, your, your top button not buttoned and your shoes unlace and your shirts hanging out your sweater, then the coach is going to be like, this kid doesn't care or he doesn't want to see, he doesn't want to meet with me. He doesn't care enough to tie his shoes or make sure his uh, tie is tied. But I think that's what our coaches drive into us the most off the field.
2: Yeah, you
0: know, and, and I, think, I think it's huge, you know, what this coaching staff does and what you're taught at Christian Brothers Academy. There's a certain way of carrying yourself, right? There's a certain way that you – when you show up to a game and you're wearing, you know, a suit and tie or you're wearing yeah. your shirt and tie or your shirt and tie and, and sweater – and you know you got your dress pants on and whatnot. Do you feel like it makes it feel more like a business? More like, I mean, I've always had the sense of when you put on those clothes, it feels like okay, this is more serious. It's professional. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel it more in your bones when you put those clothes on. Is is that safe to say with you, or how do you take it?
1: Yeah, I think I think it does because, yeah, it definitely does feel more professional. Because I think if you were coming to your game and you get off the bus and you see kids in pajama pants and sweatpants, you'd be like, they're not organized. They have no no um, organization as a team. They're not going to be uh, a good like organization in general. That's what I think our coaches think about it. I think there was only one game that we were allowed to not wear a – A blazer and it was because we had to get on the bus at like six so but we had to wear a CBA shirt so it wasn't like a a full dress down basically
0: (laughs) yeah so I mean you had that you've obviously had the experience of professionalism there's a certain way of carrying yourself and that helps you on and off the field looking at your education at Christian Brothers Academy which I understand all too well being an alum favorite subject least favorite subject i gotta know we all got a favorite we all got that all one Test right. tests our tests our metal so what's your favorite what's your
1: least favorite i think my favorite subject right now and like right now we're just like throughout my whole let's,
0: let's do right let's do right now we can do right now
1: right now my favorite class is probably engineering i like doing like the 3d modeling and the 3d printing i think it's, it's like it's cool but my least favorite is probably physics it's, it's pretty hard so hard I, yeah I know
0: <laughs> physics, I will tell you this so I took physics at CBA and mm-hmm. when I took physics I we were told hey you know because obviously in New York you have to take the Regents so we were supposed to take the Regents but they said if you pass the final from the our teacher told us if you pass my final you don't have to take the regents and i was like okay like we got to do this got to pass this final i'm going to tell you what i did i don't know if you should take this advice but i'm going to tell you what i did this is exactly what i did so i went into the class physics was so difficult so yeah. hard people don't understand the math of it and just like the craziness of it so i go into physics class i sit down i'm nervous right i got a little you know pain in my stomach you know a little <laughs> bubble in the stomach. And I'm sitting down, and I'm getting ready to write. I put my name on the paper, and I'm feeling that anxiety, just that stress. And I'm putting my name on the paper. I'm dating the paper. And all of a sudden, my favorite movie started playing in my head, Liar, Liar. (laughs) Now, it's with Jim Carrey. If you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. All
1: right.
0: (laughs) It It was playing in my head. I'm not kidding with you. The beginning of the movie, all the way to the end credits, I got to the end of the test. And the end credits are rolling and i'm trying to finish the test before the end credits st- end credits stop in my head because it would calm me down i got like a 98 on this i still don't know what i answered what i said i just blacked out and had this movie i'm writing things down i'm laughing in my head because of what i'm seeing but i got a 98 never had to take the region so i all i'm going to tell you is if you run into any type of stress anxiety or an upset stomach. Study your butt off, and when you get there in the morning, I don't think about your favorite movie. I don't know. It worked for me. Uh, so, <laughs> so engineering. I mean, here's here's the thing. I didn't have that when mm-hmm. I was at CBA. So I'm sitting here and I'm listening you say this, and I'm like, you know, what the heck? You know, like that sounds like a great 3D models and all this stuff that you get to do. We did no. not have that class. So
2: yeah,
0: uh, describe to me this. You know. How did you what you know, what grade are you taking it in? Can you take multiple Engineering classes? What is the uh, is it just like a one-shot deal for engineering? What is it?
1: Oh, uh, no, it you can take well you can take it as a junior or a freshman I mean a junior or a senior, okay, but if you take it as a junior you can take engineering, too So yeah, and it's really cool because like it's not like you build stuff in person. It's like 3d modeling on a computer yeah. And if you want to print it you can that's all it's all done at school. It's, it's really fun I think it's more interesting than it is fun, but I'm definitely gonna take it next year
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun uh, Christian Brothers Academy you should have probably done that a couple of years ago, but uh, I'm just saying so let's get into your recruitment Side of things and I much love to you CBA, you know that so You get your first offer from Syracuse and then you get offers from Pitt and BC All Mm -hmm. Northeast schools so far, you got plenty of time in your recruitment here, but you got uh, three Northeast schools, quality schools. Boston College has recruited Syracuse in the Central and Upstate New York area. Pittsburgh has recruited the area very well. We have seen CBA alumni leave and go to Boston College. is going there now. We've seen people Mm -hmm. go to Pitt, like recently Servasier Dennis, who's now in the NFL, and Syracuse thank goodness is now starting to recruit locally a little bit you're Mm -hmm. on this list this short list of people that they're looking to what does it mean to you that when this new staff came in i've been banging the drum that syracuse needs to recruit locally needs to find the kids here keep the kids here in our community of central and upstate new york and the state of new york in general dante your name is on a very short list of fran brown's staff Mm-hmm. reaching out to the backyard of Syracuse central and upstate New
1: York what does that mean to you oh it's it definitely like it's a great feeling to know that you're part of a select few that is be- being reached out by reach reach out to by a such a, a great program like Syracuse the um one of the coaches actually came to see me Darren and Mark the other day
2: yeah.
0: Who came out
1: to see you? Um, I didn't catch his name. He, he just he just came in and told us, he said, hey, he wrote our names down, our numbers, how much we weighed. And um, he told us that they're going to be inviting us to come down, so.
0: So to see that, to have that, I know that in your recruitment, you've kept in touch with Michael Johnson. Uh, Michael Johnson was the wide receivers coach at Syracuse he's now the tight ends coach and the co-offensive coordinator what's been your relationship like with Michael Johnson and he is he the one that told you you got the offer
1: um yeah I've had a great relationship with him actually because I've, I've gone to a, 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 a good amount of the home games I've gone to I think I went to two last year okay and he's always he's always there to Say what's up to me, and he talks with me for a little bit, and then he has to go do like warm ups, individuals, and all stuff like that. But he doesn't, he texts, me, he texts me a little bit outside of the games.
0: Did he give you who, who, how did you find out you got the offer from Syracuse? Bring us in to when it happens and paint us a picture of that moment.
1: Oh, it was actually, it was actually pretty crazy. So it was, it was the week that we played playing CNS, like I said. Yeah. And uh, it was, I'll say, two, three, three to two hours before the game. I was getting my 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 tie tied. I was buttoning up my shirt. I was getting ready for the game. And uh, my coach texted me a screenshot of Mike Johnson saying, just let Dante know that he's offered. And it, it, was, it was funny because he couldn't call me at the time because he was on a plane. They were, I think they were playing North Carolina that week. Or some team down south, and I, at first I was like, "So what does this mean?" He was like, "What do you think?" And I was, like, and I was like, "They really just offered me," and then it was crazy. So they offered me, and literally like five minutes after that, uh, Coach Underwood from uh, Pitt called me, and they, he told me that they were off that, that they were offering me.
0: And then, how soon did Boston College come in?
1: Um, It was probably two to three weeks
0: after that. So this has been quick. This has been Syracuse, Pitt right after Syracuse that day, and then Boston College a few weeks later. How mm-hmm. have you kind of handled that, that it's, it's all just kind of jumped right in? And once Syracuse did it, Pitt did it, Boston College shortly after. So how have you kind of, you know – corralled your emotions and been really excited at the same time you got to work hard so how have you Mm -hmm. responded to all of this
1: i think that it definitely gave me more of a confidence boost because it shows that um all my hard work is paying off yeah but also i think the most important thing is to stay humble and not not brag and i i think if you just saw me you'd never know I don't talk about it. I don't even like when people talk about it. to be honest. I just I would I could care less if the whole world knew so or not.
0: Why is that? Why are, why are you hey, you know I, I could care less to talk about it. I could care less if if everybody knows if nobody knows, why are you like that?
1: Because I don't think it's that important in life. I think the most important thing is how people see you as a person. I don't think they should base it off oh you're good at football oh you're you're going to you're going to be playing at the next level I think they should base it off uh, like what kind of person you are and then be like oh that's that's cool you're, you're you're going to play college football I think that's the most important thing
0: Well Dante I'll tell you this right now this first time you've been on the show you can come back anytime you want and uh, okay of course to have i'm going to tell you this and and i want you to really hear this in the world we live in today the generation behind me i'm 38 the generation behind me and then you know your generation down the line there's a lot of people in these generations behind my generation that get a bad rap right that you guys uh, that you don't take personal responsibility you don't work hard uh, you don't believe and having to do things in order to get money you think it should just be handed to you you love the accolades you got giant egos it's it's Mm -hmm. not about who you are as a person it's not about your character i've met so many people that debunk those rumors uh you being one of those people that did that here just now the fact that you said hey the offers you know obviously you appreciate them you work hard you want to play at the next level get a good education but for you to say i care more about How people view me, view my character, view who I am as a person, then I care about them saying, Wow, you're a really good football player. I just want to say this because this is aired all over the world. I want to publicly show that there is a young person here with me on camera today and is saying to you, It is not about the accolades, it is not about the clicks, it's not about the likes and the follows and the tweets and whatever. It's about who you are as a person, the character you are, the type of human being that you are when you're interacting with people and how you treat people. Dante, I wanna say thank you for that. And obviously you have come from some good leadership in your life and some loving and caring people, but I -hmm. just wanted to take the time to say thank you because this world needs to know that there are many people in the future of this country and in the future of this world that like yourself, are caring, hardworking. Take the ego out and just and just go out there and do the best you can. And the fact mm-hmm. that you said you want people to know who you are as an individual and know your character above everything else speaks volumes about you. And I just really want to say thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Where does it come from? Do do we blame your parents? Do we blame? Yeah. You know, who do we blame? Who do we blame for this?
1: I think it's probably my mom the most important. She's always told me to be humble no matter what. And, yeah, because I, I really don't think there's a point in bragging, just to be honest, because what do you get out of it? Making the other person feel bad? I, I really don't get it.
0: What's mom's first name? Wendy. Wendy? Yes. Wendy, we want to shout out Wendy. We're going to spend a little Wendy time here. There's This is called a three-parter. This is for Wendy. Does Wendy cook?
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: Sometimes. Okay, all right. So that's good I had to ask because it's part of the question. So best meal that mom makes, Miss Wendy. So I want to know best meal she makes, best piece of advice she's ever given you, and your <clears> favorite <throat> and your favorite moment with mom so far.
1: I think the best meal, my, like my favorite meal that she cooks, is probably her meatloaf. Okay. With a little bit of ketchup on the side, I think that's my favorite meal. Let's go. What was the other question? The, the other one? ones
0: were uh, favorite piece of advice and favorite moment.
1: Oh, for favorite piece of advice, I definitely say it is to be humble because I think there's like so many different ways that you can use that. It's not even just with football, even if you have, like I said, I think the same with money. If you have a lot of money, I don't think you should be, um, uh, I don't know, showing it off. I don't think you need multiple nice houses or nice cars. I think, I think living a simple life is better. It's my opinion. Love that. Favorite memory with mom? I, I think it was, I think I, I would say it definitely was the, day, the first day, the day that I got my first two offers. Cause she was, she was always the one that believed in me though. The one that um, was always there for me, even when I was, at my lowest points and she's always there and she's always loved me. So yeah.
0: You said mom was always there at your lowest points. How did mom help to get you out of those?
1: I think by always being there and telling me that she loves me and motivating me, really, she's always been the one who's motivated me the most. With even though it's like, I, I wouldn't say in football, but well, I think just in, in life. Now,
0: Wendy sounds like a wonderful woman. I got to – number one, this is – so this is something you got to write down. Got to meet mm-hmm. Wendy. That's got to mm-hmm. happen. And, uh, Mom, I want some meatloaf. So <laughs> – Yeah. And, by the way, if you, watch, if you watch it, if you haven't, go ahead and watch it. But with head coach Casey Brown, I asked him who would play him in a movie, and he said his kids would probably say Will Farrell. And I actually did the thing from Wedding Crashers where we both yelled out, Mom, where's the meatloaf? So I'm going to say it right now to you, Wendy, with all due respect. Wendy, Mom, where's the meatloaf? So I got know The fact that I can use that in two CBA specials is insane. So now we're going to do something fun here with Dante Boccia. And what we're going to do here, 2025 wide receiver, From CBA Syracuse So 2025 is when you'll be heading into college football and a 2023 New York State title champion here in high school football. We're going to play a thing called Rapid Fire. It could be about literally anything, no preparation. You can ask me three questions, anything in the world. I can ask you three. You get to ask me the first question.
1: All right, let me think. First question. Did you play football at CBA?
0: I did not. Okay. So that's a funny story. So I did not play football at CBA. I'm a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I like football. I enjoy it. I play pickup games, but here's, so I was playing, I was in gym class. It's like ninth or uh-huh. grade and I was running around and I'm five foot eight now at the time. I was probably five, four, five, five. <laughs> and so I'm running around. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm like the, the, the little guy, whatever. And Brandon any big, Defensive lineman. He looked at mm. me. He was like, "Hey, man." He said, "I'm going to talk to Coach Kaz. I feel like you would be a good running back." And he told me the coach. I never talked to Coach Kaz, but but he told me that Joe Kazman, oh, the coach before Casey, uh Coach Kaz had said to him, "Tell him to gain a hundred pounds." And I said, "No, thank you." <laughs> so like, I was like, "Where am I going to put it?" I would have looked like a stone. So, to me, the funny thing about it was so I interview Maurice Jones Drew. I'm a Jaguars fan and uh, been interviewing the Jaguars for the better part of the last 13 years. I go into the locker room. I'm standing in front of Maurice Jones Drew. I'm 5'8. He's 5'8. I'm a hair mm-hmm. taller than him looking at him eye to eye. And I just uh, look at his 220 pound body and I go, that's what I would have looked like. <laughs> I would have looked like a tombstone and bless his heart that man that man danced on his feet so lightly being a tombstone But I just remember going like I don't want I don't want another hundred pounds. on my body so You know, I, I like muscle. I like to like to have you know, I like to have weight that is meaningful weight. So, you know, I would have had to uh, it would have had to have been mostly muscle that I'm putting a hundred pounds on I would not want to put on Any type of fat in that respect but, uh, yeah, so I love playing pickup. I didn't play at CBA, but apparently Brandon thought I would be a good running back, and Coach Kaz thought I had to be a bigger boy. So I guess 100 pounds more. No, thank you. So yeah. if I went uh, back in time, I would still say no, thank you. What that? All right, Dante, let's see here. Well, you're a tall guy. How tall are you once again? I'm 6'5". 65 god bless your heart I'm 5 foot 8 you can pick me up and we can dunk so right. 65
2: mm-hmm. okay
0: that's that's bas- that's basketball stuff right there yeah are you okay so I mean obviously football's a passion football's a love of yours where does mm-hmm. basketball fall in passions for you
1: um is it a I think I th- it was for a long time but I think once I started playing football, I definitely, like, I, my passion for football outgrew basketball. And right now I'm not playing uh, basketball right now because I just wanted a little break because our season went extra long this year. And, uh, yeah, but I am lifting and I'm going to do track in the spring.
0: Okay. All right. Lifting and track in the spring. I like it. What's your next question
1: for me? What's your favorite college team? Syracuse. I mean it's my hometown. Yeah. So
0: you know, Cuse is in the house. Oh my God. It's actually let me see here. If I, can, if I can turn this the correct way. Yeah, there you go. So it's right over my shoulder here. My little Cuse is in the house. Oh my God. But yeah, I I would say that, uh yeah, I mean it's it's Syracuse. I get to know yeah. a lot of guys around the country in the world of football. So, you know, I cheer on them and there's some there's some teams that have near and dearness to my heart over the years, but yeah, I mean Syracuse is its home, so love me some Syracuse.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, all right, Dante. Hmm. Do you watch movies, Dante?
1: Um, I I watch I watch a movie every now and then. Okay. I don't I don't just watch them. I think okay. when there's a new movie, I'll, I'll go and see it, or if Do it's on demand, I'll watch it.
0: Do you watch Marvel?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I watch yeah I watch those. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. If you could be
0: in any Marvel character's movie, what superhero movie would you want to be in, and who would you be? So, I mean, you could say, hey, I want to be in the Iron Man movie, but I want to be Captain America. So what movie would you want to be in of the ones that you saw, and what character would you play?
1: That's a good question. I think that if... I think that if I was to be in a movie, I would want to be in, like, the Avengers, one of the Avengers movies. And I would want to be Iron Man, probably, because who doesn't want to have that suit?
0: And who doesn't want to have the goatee?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. got to get the goatee right. So I like it. Good answer. What's your final one for me?
1: Uh, what's your favorite meal that your mom's ever cooked for you?
0: Man, mom's a good car. Mom's great. So my mother's name is Debbie. So mm-hmm. shout out to my mom Debbie and Wendy getting some love today. So <laughs> I, Deservedly so I would say my favorite thing that my mom probably I mean growing up as a kid definitely when I was at CBA, my mom made this thing called turkey rolled
2: uh-huh.
0: and it was like a mini Thanksgiving and she would get deli turkey and she would have stuffing and she put the stuffing in the middle of the turkey she'd roll the turkey around the stuffing she'd put it in the oven and have just like rows rows of this these turkey rolls with stuffing inside of them put gravy over it put them in the oven and then she'd have mashed potatoes and corn i would always mix my mashed potatoes and corn have the turkey stuffing gravy gravy on top and it was like this mini thanksgiving that you could have any time of the year and I don't think there's like ever been a time, including right now, that I wouldn't like eat that if my mom. I I feel like I'm going to get off the air and be like, "Mom, you got to <laughs> roll. Like you got to yeah. do it." I talked to Dante, and we got to do it. You know, she but she's a sweetheart. My mom would make it, and if I said, "Mom, I want some turkey roll," she'd be like, "All right, honey, I'll see you at five Like that's that's my mom. so yeah, that sounds a, good. That's oh, so good. So I'd say that's my favorite. All right, Dante. Let's do this. So, you're going to make a time capsule.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you're going to take a sheet of paper.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to write one piece of advice on that sheet of paper. And you're going to put it in the time capsule for someone to find 10 years from now. What advice is somebody opening in 2034 from Dante Bacchier?
1: I think that my advice was would be to always follow your dreams no matter even if it seems too hard to like achieve or to get to that point because i and i think that hard work is probably the most important thing that you can have as a human being because that you that's not even just on the football field i think that's important in life as Even, like, with a job or in school especially.
0: Well, the thing about hard work is you can control it. Yeah. You can control how much you do, how much you give. The only thing that you can control in your life is you. How you react, what you say, what you do, that's all you. Everything else, outside noise, belongs outside, and you can't control it. You can't control if somebody says, Dante, you're not good at this. You can't do that. If someone's booing you when you're out on the field, if someone's giving you a tough time on social media, you can't Mm -hmm. control that.
2: What
0: what you can control is, uh, I'm going to tell you three things you can control. You can control yourself. You can control your absolutely incredible way of working back in the DeLorean to our conversation, and you can control saying, Mom, I got to get some meatloaf. So yeah. those are the things you can control but Dante Bavchie here on the show CBA Syracuse 2025 wide receiver already with offers from Syracuse Pitt and Boston College first offer coming from Syracuse New York right down the road from CBA Dante this is our first one I yeah. would love to have you back My Yeah definitely I'd love
1: to be back on the show
0: I would love to have you back on the show so I want to say thank you for your time please give your my family my absolute best and thank you so much for being the young man that you are it's uh it's definitely a a breath of fresh air that that you know when when you're growing up and you're learning things in life and you see people that are growing up and going through things that you went through to hear the type of vision that you have and the morals and the values and the things you care about it's just really heartwarming to hear that and i i hope that you know that this conversation today Uh, could very well be an inspiration for someone of any age and i just want to say thank you for that
1: yeah yeah thank you for having me
0: absolutely my pleasure